0: Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit Talent R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not. To not
1: elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Elsewhere Classified.
0: Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Ultra Classified podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Over 70% of our listeners listen to this podcast with their Apple iPhone, so please pick up your Apple device, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave our show a 5-star rating and a review. You can check out the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast on social media, including Facebook and Instagram, and we also launched our YouTube channel this past Tuesday with the 100th episode. So if you like to see what goes on behind the scenes when I do my interviews with the guest, please check out the videos on YouTube. You can check out Medical Coding Geek on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and also our YouTube channel. And I I wanted to give an update on the video series that I have been doing with the student by the name of Norma. Um, If you listen back to episode 99, that was the audio version, the first and the last part of the uh, three hour, nearly three hour session I did with Norma. So after that long interview, she actually got very motivated and decided to apply to many jobs, even though she didn't have the experience or the uh, diploma or the credential. And so she reached out to me today, letting me know that she did interview for a health information management position and she got the job. So there you go. It goes to show that when you get out of your box as a student and connect with professionals, you will get motivated to be in the field. But you won't do that if you won't reach out and connect with a professional, meet them on Zoom, meet them face-to-face, talk with them over the phone, and hear a live professional who has been in the field and has done it. So a big shout out to Norma. Congratulations on the new job. Again, my, my advice to her is after her connecting with me, just repeat that process. Find another professional and do the same thing. You can check out our Facebook groups by going to medicalcodinggeek.com services. And while you're there, if if you would like to sponsor one of our podcast episodes or YouTube videos to promote your brand or service, please feel free to reach out to us. And of course, you can find me, Brian Cui, my last name is spelled C-U-I, on LinkedIn. So today on the 101st episode of the podcast, we continue our 100th episode interview with Charlita Whitehead. So last week, she shared what's been going on with her for the past four years. and I think before the episode ended, uh, I kind of caught her off guard and asked her about management and training. So she had to step back a bit at the end of the episode. So for this episode, we are continuing that and she finally gets back on track and goes more into her career journey into her current role. And as mentioned last week, I ask a very important question. How would you compare yourself now to where you were before? And you'll hear her answer, but you'll also hear my answer in relationship to the podcast and my career. So without further ado, here is the 100th and first episode, 100 part 2 with Charlita Whitehead. Enjoy. But it was but you you said it was a manager in training.
1: No. <laughs> No, oh really. my gosh, I didn't even finish. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. So, so I'm interviewing. Oh, wow. So I... Okay, so let's start at the manager
0: and training. You were placed no, in H.A.M. I got lost. Oh. going to have to.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Let's... And that's my, you know, that's my journey. I'm that's working all right. on that also. I get off track and before I know it, I'm on 15 different sessions. That's podcasts. all right. So yeah, I was interviewing for the, the back office manager and training role. And that was really what I had my heart set on and kind of changed gears. And then, um, you know, we discussed it more in the interview and they were really... Um, just really felt that I would be a good fit for that H I M manager and training role. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, why don't you take some little time to think about it and either way we think you'd be a great fit, but you know, we would really have love to have someone with that background in this manager and training role. It would Mm -hmm. be a great kind of transition into that, that position later and then into the things beyond an H I M director that you want to do after that. So I thought about it and um, you know, eventually like called and said okay i'm gonna do it and you know was thinking well at least the thing about i wasn't sure if i wanted to be an h H&M director but i thought at least i'll have this year to really rotate through and see how everyone runs their shop and then also get to sit in with cdi mm. and sit in with, you know with all these different departments and get a really hol- like holistic view really of yeah. the whole thing and That's um that to me is a lot of what my brain needs. I can't, I gotta know how it all comes together so I can me have too. a better understanding mm-hmm. of what my role is. Yep. It's hard to fix a problem or to, to provide something if you don't really know what it is that, how it got there or what other people are needing from you. So um, that was really appealing to me. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And so accepted the manager and <laughs> training position. And a couple days later, they called and said, wow, um, actually, our HM director at this facility is transferred to a new role. And, um, you know, we're oh. talking about it. And we actually think you'd be a great fit for the director job. And, um, you know, you just need to interview with the facilities. So the, the way it works is I'm, I was a Paralon employee and HCA owns Paralon, but they also own the hospital. So we're kind of a contractor with the hospital, but we also kind of work for this thing. You know, it's a little uh, mixed in, but we're more or less working for the same company, but I'm mm-hmm. also not an, I was also not an employee of the hospital. So I'm kind of a dotted line to the chief financial officer at the hospital, but I was actually directly reporting to my regional HIM director, mm-hmm. who's a, a parallel employee. So it was really um, a, kind of a whirlwind. I was expecting one thing, kind of decided to switch gears and do another thing, and then was eventually offered another, <laughs> an entirely different thing. So that was kind of... Um, a, a whirlwind and I think that all happened within I think within maybe 10 or so days I had interviewed for one thing decided to do the other thing gone to Tallahassee to interview for the other thing mm-hmm. and it got me over and then was trying to scramble wow. you know to move and then it was really um yeah it was really not was I I just hadn't expected to to have them change gears about i definitely didn't expect them to say oh why don't you come and interview for that director position after mm-hmm. i'm saying i'm gonna maybe do the manager and training position and i'm like you guys, maybe we skipped a, a step so i think it was um <laughs> you know i definitely was uh f- kind of figuring it out on the fly a lot of it i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. definitely it, i mean it was also the first time i'd been in a position that had direct reports i feel like i've been in leadership roles before but um a, you know, leadership and a manager are, are not necessarily the same kind of, kind of, you know, so it was, um, a great experience and I really learned a ton, but also have been able to now with a little bit more perspective being about three months, a little over three months in my new role and like looking back and thinking, um, okay, well, where can I, you know, still, where can I just could I or what could have gone better there? Where was it, you know, where was it that I, struggled or where was it that I succeeded and how can I use that to kind of move forward and so much of this first few couple of months for me in this new role has been I mean a lot of reading stuff and reading the procedures and just kind of learning the new everyone's got a million acronyms in in every kind of industry but Mm -hmm. um but also reaching out to other people in my position and throughout and saying like what do you wish you knew your first you know, when you first started or what you wish you had done differently when you first started and trying to trying as much, I try as much as I can to learn from other people's mistakes so I can avoid them a little bit. And some things are unavoidable, but, um, but everyone has been, you know, super gracious and with their time. And I think Good. so much of healthcare, I think there's a lot of that, even if yeah. there aren't people working by the bedside, people really do, um, care and have an understanding of what we're doing is contributing to, 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 you know, healthcare. And, and really, it's easy to forget that when you're not, you know, a nurse at, by the bedside or not physically walking into a hospital every day, but it really does impact, you know, our patients. And um, I, I know what was it, 2019 or early 2020, there was a hospital, in, I want to say in the Washington, DC area, it might have been Georgetown, and they had a ransomware attack and they had to go on diversion and transfer out all of their patients. They couldn't take care. I mean, it really can. Because their system
0: know, was locked out, right? I think yeah, that's what it was, right? locked out. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, it, it wasn't even a, a downtime paper for a month thing. It was to send everybody out until we can get it fixed because we can't care for our patients. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really, you know, the community around there, they have longer transfer, you know, it really can impact a, a lot of people. And and so it really just kept reinforcing for me that it it all does matter and it all feeds in and we're all contributing our, our little piece. Um, but it's, it's, about kind of trying to continue to learn and adjust and then just remember what the ultimate goal is that our whole we're all working towards the same thing, which is take care of our patients and make sure that they're protected and safe yeah. and, and, and healthy and that also means taking care of their information and they um, you know in that kind of security realm. so that's been not a huge adjustment from the HIM role, which already has so much privacy and, and security in that like type of ed- education and what we're kind of focused on in a large part of our role, but, um, just kind of expanding and adjusting it a little bit so far. So, yeah,
0: yeah. it sounds like, uh, what you're doing is you mentioned compliance, right? Yeah. Somewhere down the line. So it sounds like it could lead into somewhere into compliance, you know, stuff like that. Um, you mentioned, you know, sending, uh, test phishing emails yeah so we don't do it
1: but we do monitor the yeah, reports but, uh, and
0: double like
1: failures and things yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so that's probably falling into like risk management yeah you know that type of yeah. thing it uh, is. so like what you're talking about it 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 allows you to branch exactly. out into different areas now for for like my my previous boss she branched out mm-hmm. of HIM and uh, she went into patient satisfaction well cool. Yeah, and the patient experience—you know those type of roles—and yeah. so it's like it—it it, it, it only takes you higher. You know, if you if you move right. beyond what you, to me, if you move beyond HIM, you could only go higher than right. what HIM is. It's You
1: true, can't, you can't go lower.
0: You could only go higher. Yes, you yeah, know, I, and that, that's, I agree. that's the thing you know, it, it, I think what, what, um, what HIM does is that it gives you a good foundation yeah. to take to the next, you know, take to the mm-hmm. next level, take the next level. So right now you're like, okay, you're, you're done with HIM. <laughs> you're done with HIM. You've done it for so long. I mean, you know? I mean it's not, I mean, I, I don't want to say it like that, but like, it's, it's something that you've done. You've, you've, you're past that, you know, right. like it's- you could always go back to it, but yeah. it's like, uh, I've, you know, like for me, like would I go back to CDI? No. I've done it for like twelve years. I mean, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I want to go back. Like for me, right. it's now I'm doing you know denials. I work for the insurance companies. No, so yeah. it's like so it's an it's, adjustment, it's, and yeah. So and, it's and like, you're it's, using your experience. That's another example CDI of how you're and using coding, your experience. Yeah, yeah. To and, and I'm and looking at role. it. I'm like, you know, this is just a different uh, vantage point. You know, right. and now I'm looking to more like okay, like the same thing that you said is is like you want to know what the bigger picture is and Mm -hmm. so i've always said like whenever in i'm in my role i want to know what is it that i do when i do something how does it affect everybody else yeah how does it trickle out
1: stakeholders in Mm -hmm. my
0: you know in
1: my work product i think that's such a great framework and especially when you're not dealing with customers or patients directly Mm -hmm. people you know would still very much customer service is still a part of it, but sometimes your customer is your coworker in a different department or your team member on your team and and remembering that. And like you said, having a good understanding of who are the people around me and what is it that they need. It's that can be such a helpful part of understanding your position. And I mean, I like your your role now, it's you, I'm sure you are constantly pulling on your, you know, knowledge and education and previous job experience there. And yeah. it lets you bring, you know, more more there and who knows what you can do after you've done this for a while and you're over it and you you know move on to the next thing i'm excited to see because it's really um yeah like you said there are so many different areas and to hear that your previous boss went into like patient experience and patient advocacy like that makes you know a great sense after having that work experience and knowledge base she has a great understanding of where those where those areas can come up for for patients because you do work with every department really when you're working as an Mm him director you're in close contact with every department whether it's because of records or whether it's because of a privacy issue or whether it's because you know whatever it is you really do end up getting involved everywhere to some extent and um really being able to pull on that and bring it to your other roles is is huge and like you said it's um you know we between the ethics and compliance part, and now I'm learning a lot more about risk management, which I've always thought was interesting. And I'm yeah. personally a risk-averse person in my life in a lot of ways. um Not so much with the, you know, job searching. I guess I'm willing to take a risk on myself. I guess sometimes, yeah. but uh, yeah. but it's been interesting to get more into that risk part of things, and then knowing that we roll up through an ethics and compliance officer at like our corporate level, our senior VP, and and he, Understanding how we're, that compliance is such a big part of, of this role. And that was true in HIM as well, of course. I mean, so much of it with even with the HIPAA and high tech part of it and privacy, but even, you know, billing and coding and, and all of that is, is a huge part of, of being compliant and making sure that you're doing those things correctly and in the right, you know, fashions and, and, and not, you know, putting your patients or your coworkers or your company at risk from, whatever it might be Mm -hmm. um so it's been i think that's such a great example again of just looking at your experience and what do you want to do what do you think you don't want to do and for me a lot of it has been it's been so valuable even to have a clearer view of what i don't want to do you know it's like i'm not always sure what i want to do and you know every interview they ask what do you want to do in five years and i i've never had any i've always (laughs) you know, I'm not sure, but I know I want to be in something where I'm really passionate and interested in growing and learning and um, and still engaged and and have a a, a role that I care about. And um, and I think that that is really all that you can kind of ask for in a role. We don't, I might say I'm going to be somewhere in five years and I don't know for sure if that's what's going to happen, but yeah. I do know that I want to be working towards no matter what I'm doing, interested in it and and passionate about it. And I don't need to have it be you know, if I think for people who are in maybe creative industries or, or different industries, really, their job is really their their passion kind of thing where it's yeah. like your love and also your work. And I'm not saying it's to that extent, but I do really value, um, you know, what it is that, that so many of us do in this industry and, and supporting our more people who are by the bedside than also all of those things do matter and as i kind of get further along in my career and get older and wiser <laughs> i you know remember more and more that those little things that don't aren't as apparent or aren't as obvious when we think about it are really a part of what keeps you know everything running and every department and every person really does contribute to making you know things smooth and go better and and work better so that people can continue to do their jobs and and take care of people. And that's huge. And um, it's easy to forget and, and think like, Oh yeah. Okay. But then after a year like this, um, especially, you know, when people were having to cancel um, elective surgeries, which is a lot of how most hospitals really break even there make their money kind of in those um, more elective procedures and seeing them kind of cancel those things. And then every cent really, counts there you know we're having to really find ways to make sure that we can still balance our budget but then also take care of people and a lot of healthcare companies a lot of hospitals and really struggle throughout the year and um and it's been really interesting to see how lucky we are too to be in an industry where you're kind of protected a little bit from some of the job insecurity that people yeah, have had yeah, over yeah.
0: the last year i mean i
1: felt mm-hmm. so blessed to not feel um you know to, to not have to worry about that that was really
0: yeah, because you just got um, but, into that role. Oh my goodness.
1: I mean, it's funny because I interviewed there and, in, um late February or yeah, late February, I want to say, uh, late February, early March. Wow. And I remember I'd been listening to this a lot of podcasts, and I was listening to this um science podcast, and I'd been hearing about this flu in Wuhan, China. And I was and I'd been hearing about it in like December. And I was thinking like, oh wow, that's kind of crazy. And then as it started hearing about it a little bit more and a little bit more and i was like i don't you know you never know what's gonna something's happened and they go away and they don't really become an issue here mm-hmm. but then i went to interview and they were just doing kind of a practice one and figuring out what their process might be if they oh, had to wow. go universal masking yeah and by the time i started about a month or so like a little over a month later we were you know Uh, Masking fully every day, so in just that little bit of time, there was such a you know big change already in the process, and um, it just was really uh, just interesting to see how quickly we can all adjust and make changes when you really have to, or you don't have another choice really. And I think so much of our lives, we kind of get into the thing of, "Well, I'm going to do this job because I don't have another option, or it's the only (laughs) thing that's available to me." And it's and you you moved (laughs) when you have to do things, you find that you really can do a lot more, and um, and. And just, you know, trying to be, I think for me, it's trying to get to a place where I can be prepared or have some, like you kind of a broad base of something to grab from. So when there is some kind of emergency or kind of frantic thing, whether it's just one thing, throwing your work day off or in your personal life or whatever, you're not kind of operating from that place of scarcity or scrambling. You kind of have more solid footing to be able to adjust. And I know I want to try and be less reactive to things and so that's been I'm on a journey there still trying to figure that out but it's been interesting kind of seeing how um, different companies are even adjusting to so that they can be prepared if something like that you know were to happen Mm -hmm. again and um, Mm -hmm. which you know it's just been interesting seeing how different people have adjusted and and what they've done with this year of change and, and how they've you know imagine. perceived it and it's been um, different for, for a lot of people. Everyone's had such different experiences, but also a lot of the same experiences. So it's been um, yeah interesting seeing kind of what community has come up around all of all of that change for the last few months and stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I do have a question, right? Yeah. So um, let's go back to the to the, to the question about um, being asked. You know, what is it you you see yourself doing in five years? Right. right. So, like, the way I would answer that is that you, you there is no definite. It's like, um, right. I don't know if you're watching Loki. You know, have you watched No, but it's on no? my list, actually. Okay. Okay. So the, the the premise of that is that now there's a multiverse, right? Right. And so there's multiple timelines in this whatever multi universe thing. Sure. And so when you think about asking me or anybody what how do you see yourself in five years, don't ever give a definite answer always give like like if I was in this universe I would do this if I was in this universe I would do this if you know everything aligned correctly in my in my favor I would be doing this you know I would be doing uh you know five different things exactly and so I would never give like okay I see myself doing one thing and one thing only I said well if this happened I would do this if this happened I would do this so
1: it really depends
0: yeah. It all depends exactly. on what's it, what's, what's uh, what happens along the way. Cause you can't again, predict the future. Um, The question that I do have is I'm listening to you. Right. And, I'm talking a lot. So no, that's okay. No, 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 <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. And so it, it's helping me kind of like formulate what, how should I, what, what questions should I, I ask? And, and it's, it's, it's a good practice for me because remember in the beginning, I had like a, a list of questions yeah. I would do like, like very scripted like okay we're done with this question let's go to this question let's and yeah. and I liked how you're we've changed it up and just you just let you flow let yeah. you flow and, and kind of let yeah. me let me kind of listen and see what question i come up but the question i have is i'm listening to you now and i i, I truthfully i listened to to the the first one and you sound so different so the question I have is in your pers- in your perspective. I kind of need to go back and listen. <laughs> okay, maybe, but in I your need pers- to re-listen. Well, well, in your perspective, then four years ago you were a different person. Four years yeah. and four years now, up until now, I can tell you're a different person. Yeah. So, like, yeah, how would you compare yourself now to how you were oh. four years ago? That's, that's I mean, a question that nobody ever asks. I, I know, might even no, ask that now, quick. like like how, yeah. would you, how did you see yourself? Like you 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 discussed everything that you've done up until now. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, very. Yeah. It's a lot, especially last year. Where you just jump into the fire, <laughs> right? <laughs> into a and, new job yes, in absolutely. a pandemic. I mean, add that to your resume. Hello, right? And um, and then looking back four years ago, like how would you compare yourself? Yeah, that's a
1: that is a great question, and I think um. Man, it's a great question because when you're talking about how do you see yourself five years from now, it's like there are going to be so many factors that happen. There's going to, you know, that I could never guess where I would be. And kind of looking back four years ago, I knew at that point I really I was still kind of on the track where I knew I wanted to be an HIM director. And even even then, I knew it wasn't a long term. I knew I didn't want to be an HIM director and retire in that role. But I knew that was kind of a midterm you know, career goal that I wanted to be in that position probably for several, you know, for a good chunk of time and mm. then move on after that. But um, it was really where I was focused on and what I was pretty sure I wanted to be doing and was still kind of figuring out, I guess, exactly what, well, I don't know if I, I was figuring out. I feel like I was maybe still in that place of being a little reactionary and just trying to find a way to get my foot in the door I think especially because I didn't have my bachelor's at the time and it kind of like applied for things and people say oh you'd be a great fit but we really want this other piece and then after leaving that coordinator role and finding positions that I really enjoyed and thought were interesting and um I think a lot of what I've learned and how I've changed is what I guess what is it that I'm looking at or what factor, how do I, how, what am I factoring into my decision? And I think before I was factoring in um, kind of where do I want to be? I, I guess that's a lot of it. It's funny. Cause I had a, in my, this last year, there was a kind of a younger person in another apartment that we shared some office space and he was like 25 and, hearing him say all the things he wanted to do by the mm-hmm. time he was 30. And I kept saying, listen, life comes at you fast, but in 30, <laughs> not as old as you think it is. You know, I mean, you're going to turn 30 pretty soon and you're not going to be so sure. And it's really, for me, a lot of it, I think at the time I was really thinking about um, where I wanted to get or where I felt like I needed to get. I think I also had some feeling like I needed to catch up with my own, with myself. You know, I don't really... Not really comparing myself to other people, but still really comparing myself to the version of myself that I thought I would be in in five years. You know, mm-hmm. I think at that point I was looking back maybe five years before that and thinking like, well, where did she want to be, and I got to get there. And now, so much of it for me and how, in it's still a process and still working on it is trying to to switch away from where do I want to get, where do I want to get? Not that it's not a part of the calculation, but it's not the whole picture. It's also. Um, like I said, I guess being more holistic about like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to spend my time? What are, what's important to me? And how do I um, adjust my life so that I can focus my energy on those things and kind of being willing to um, adjust and, and give a little there. And maybe you do have to grind a little bit more at this point and then adjust more later, but I think I am definitely not as interested in, um, chasing a not even that I was chasing a title I think I just felt like that was a maybe a, I'm i trying to struggling to articulate it I, I guess it was, just felt like if I can do this thing that then I'm then I I'm actually seeing some progress in my career mm, you know mm, what I mean for mm. what I felt was what I wanted to be doing or what I felt was going to be the next step or going to bring the most value to me and I think a lot of it for me has been realizing that life is going to happen and you know, you really, so much of life. It's like you, you realize your goal wasn't
0: really the goal that you wanted.
1: Right. Right. And that in pursuing the goal, it's like you really find sometimes I think we get so caught up in what we're trying to do. And like, we were talking Mm -hmm. about a little, I think maybe before we started recording, but like you're just so in the mix of life and, and running around and running from thing to thing. And I think for so long, I was kind of operating from that place of, just trying to figure it out or running from one thing to another and and trying to find it out, a way to maybe find another opportunity or take advantage of an opportunity that came about because that's so much of life too is just being in the right place at the right time and actually being able to take advantage of an opportunity um, is that I think there's a there is a quote I'm trying to think it's that luck is opportunity meeting preparation or something like that so a lot of times opportunities come up but if I'm not prepared or in not in a position to take advantage of them then you get passed over so putting myself in a position to take advantage of things that come up but also not taking an opportunity that comes along just because it came along really taking a minute to think like oh i have options too and you know when you're interviewing it's something i always try and remind people of and try and keep in mind is yeah you're interviewing you're trying to make a good impression and and prove that you would be a great fit but you're also evaluating them to see you know is this where i want to be is this where i want to spend my time and energy on this team are they going to have the same, you know, values and, and, and the same perspective and, you know, kind of work styles or whatever it is that, that I want, am I going to grow here? So I think that's been so much of it too, is remembering that, you know, that I have, I'm bringing more to, I'm bringing something here too, and that I want to find something that I feel is really going to be valuing that and, and honoring that and growing that. And I'm not only bringing I'm also giving and, you know, I, Mm -hmm. and they're giving and I'm receiving something from, from my employer or whatever, any situation really. So it's a lot of it for me, I think has just been adjusting and realizing that it's not that it doesn't matter at all, but it it is certainly not the only thing or or not even the largest thing maybe to, to, to think about when I'm trying to figure out what next steps are. And so much of it is just kind of pursuing the thing that feels like it is a, a good fit or something that I'm going to enjoy and feel like I can get some value out of and bring value to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially after, you know, when you've been in positions or in different title, you know, if you've had a few jobs over your life, and I think a lot of people have had those jobs where you're just dreading it kind of every day, yeah. or, or even if you're not dreading it, you're just bored, you know, and, yeah, and I yeah. don't, and it, not every job is going to be amazing all the time, even if you do something that you are super passionate about and you love it.
0: The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting. Education and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD 10 CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to the haugen slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to the haugen group h a slash e n group.com/shop and use our promo code geek g e e k 15 at checkout. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacey Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx. And use our promo code GEek10 for special pricing.
1: every day is not going to be that you always have to do those things mm-hmm. but um, it's about finding something that that that's not most days and I can find ways to set up my workflow and my process in my system where I can kind of mitigate some of that stuff for myself and and find ways to um, just take care of myself more too I yeah. think that's also been a lot of what I've learned this mm-hmm. year is that I don't um, but yes, like step back and take some time to think, what do I want to do? And that's not just professionally, but even in my personal life. So it's really yeah. kind of helped me to grow more there and, and just reflect more and take that time to, yeah. um, I guess, relax and kind of rejuvenate your energy and kind of say, oh, okay, I don't have to go, go, go all the time. I can relax a little bit and sit back. And so I've been learning mm-hmm. that a lot this year is that it's okay to take a, a beat and not constantly be on the run looking for something to do or someplace to be and um you know i'm always happy to be a homebody or out and about but i'm also happy to i'm trying to learn to just um not completely take it as it goes some people are, are very relaxed i don't think that i have to change exactly who i am i think i'm relaxed in a lot of ways and then in other ways'm i've always been kind of a more intense energy and that's okay you know everyone's different Mm -hmm. um but i think it's been about finding ways to use that to my advantage and and to feel like Mm -hmm. i can take advantage of those times when i do have that you know hyper focus and really attention to this thing and, and able to see that bigger picture and then also hone in and get really specific but then also being able to balance it and take the time to just step back and rejuvenate and rest and 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 that makes, lets you come back and be like a fuller, better you know version, and, and bring more to the table. I think so. It's been just learning, and I'm now I'm thinking, gosh, like what am I gonna be saying in your 200th episode? Year four or <laughs> five, ten. Now I'm I'm terrified. What's she gonna be learning and growing? Who knows? But um, but yeah, the the that five year question is always. Like, I don't know. Do you know where you want to be in five? You know, it's, like, yeah. it's just, it's one of those where there are, like you said, there are so many other factors within the world and your life and, and yourself that you just, you, we're growing. And I, I hope that in five years, I don't, I, you know, I hope I'm not in this exact same place. I hope I've grown and changed and, and
0: evolved. I want to see things. progress as yeah. you move along.
1: Yeah, and and it doesn't have to be a, a a whole shift and I think you can be in the same position or industry your whole career and still be mm-hmm. growing and changing mm-hmm. throughout. I think it looks different for different people, but mm-hmm. I think it is still important to be finding ways to to kind of to to grow and and learn and and take and also be taking care of yourself. It's moderation and finding the right balance
0: and right. yeah. Now ask me that question.
1: <laughs> where yeah, now I'm I want to know. I really do. Now so ask me that question. In five years, where are you going to? No, be? no. The, oh, other question, you the other question.
0: The other question. The other question that I told that I told you about the four years.
1: Yeah. So four years ago, when you started this, did you? Where did you see the podcast going? Did you like? Did you think that you would be putting as much of your, you know, you really have a like a great thing going? People really are responding and really love it. And now you're expanding to doing YouTube stuff, so that's pretty cool. Did you four years ago? Did you have any? thought of to where this would go or did you just say we'll see where it goes or
0: Mm -mm. no yeah so so, um for now compared to me four years ago it's uh I think I was at a was it 2017 so I was at a point Mm -hmm. like uh I'm always I was itching for something different yeah you know I think I just explained that and and um my initial thought of creating the podcast was like how am I going to do this? You know, is anybody going to even want to be interviewed? And I was right. just kind of like asking people. And then I remember, I, I have to listen back again, but I know I put out a post somewhere on, on social media and you kind yeah. of popped in and he says, I have the gift of gab. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing really disp- to, to talk about. There's nothing specific. Let's, let's jump up, jump back on. And I know we had a, we had a pre-call. Remember that we had a we pre-call. Did. Yeah. We had a yeah. pre-call pre-interview and we wrote all the questions that we wanted to ask and so so compared to then and compared to now there is no pre-call like the the what i compared to then and now is like when you are on the zoom call this is the first time we're talking right and i've always made it very organic and i think over the years it's it's gotten better like you know if i'm meeting you for the first time it's not awkward you know, it's like it, yeah. I have a sense of I'm comfortable in in connecting with people better right. than last year. Really having the first. a real yeah,
1: curiosity yeah. and asking, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. The, the, thing interview, about that the interview really, questions yeah. has gotten so much better because I I think it's it's I've I've learned how to listen, you know, rather mm-hmm. than asking questions. I learned mm-hmm. how to listen, and like, and then when you listen, you know, my HIM analytic mind is like, okay, what. Well,
1: what 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 do you mean there? Yeah. Yeah,
0: like what what is what's going on here? What's yeah. the trend that I'm seeing here? And that's why I discussed the I asked you that question about that like I see a trend. Let me ask this question yeah. and what she thinks about it. And and um I think over the years it it um it, uh, initially it was an excuse just to talk to people. That's a pretty good. Excuse me. Um, yeah. And then but then it 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 uh, helped me organically grow a network. And yeah. that network in itself, like the people that you know, like like they they were a I don't know what it's really a badge of honor, but like, yeah, I've been on the NEC podcast. Let's connect. And so other people have connected yeah. as a result of the podcast. And so that's in cool. itself, it's like it's that's its a own badge of honor. Yeah, it's like you have a and
1: yeah, I know I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, you have your own. I guess I, I created my own network and that, and that network is net, networking right. with each other and they're doing right. their own projects as a result of that. I think that's really right. great. Um, That's awesome. What else since then? Um, as far as career-wise, aside from the podcast, like you, you're talking about, like you know, you you try to achieve goals. Like I was, I I didn't think I had a goal. Like when I was in CDI, I I don't know if I wanted to become a. I, I never wanted to become a director. Right. Um, I, remember I, was, you that. I was thinking I wanted to be a consultant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be consultant now. Like, you know, it's right. like, it's like, I, I did a consultant role for, for a company and it, I was just like, is this, it's just basically, you know, you're just doing the same job as a contractor right. and they label you as a consultant and then you're just yeah. paying, you're just being paid time and a half than what you're making in your regular role. And I'm like, really? Right. Really, I, I don't. I don't know if I really want that. So, yeah. I'm like, like over the years, I, I'm like you know the roles that I always aspired as a student. As I reach it, I'm like, this, yeah. this, this is it. You know, it's like I, I don't really want it. Yeah. And even reaching a financial goal, like right. like um, last year was really crazy because I was working like there was nothing to do. So what do I do? <laughs> I just work. I just yeah. worked overtime. I did this. I was doing like, um let's see about, uh, 96 hours per paycheck, you know, like, let's like 16 hours overtime. And I'm like, you know, like working six days a week and over through the summer. And you know, when I look at my pay stub for taxes, I've reached, you know, six figures. I'm like, Oh boy, this is six figures. I had to do all that just to make six figures. You know, people are always like, Oh, you got to reach the six figure goal. I said, I've reached it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. I I don't like what I what what I had to do to get to it. You know. Um, Absolutely. But uh, it it also changed my perspective a little bit. Is like if I, 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 you know, who doesn't like six figures, right? But but maybe it. I'm trying now to figure out a way. Is there a way to reach six figures that doesn't require so much work? Can you work smarter and more efficient? to reach that, you know, mm-hmm. rather than working six days a week, why can't I work four days a week to achieve the right. same financial goal? That's something that I, that I, I've always kind of tried and figured that out. And that's something like, if you see me in five years, that yeah. could be, I may be trying to answer that question. So like, I'm always like, okay, yeah. you know, what does it feel like to reach six figures? i reached it. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't feel great. But right. now you, you ask, you re-ask the question again and maybe five years, I'll I'll re-answer that question again. Um, yeah, six figures ain't right. great, and also taxes are angry. <laughs> that great. Either. Well, it's alright. But
1: even the thing about whether it's whatever the financial goal is, I think,
0: mm.
1: or if you know if you've got a salary in mind that you want to mm. get a job that's going to mm. get you that pay, I think I've been in a position once where I actually did take pay cut to take a, a different position because it was kind of a strategic... Actually, when I worked as an HIM coordinator, I'd taken a pay cut from my trauma registrar job to take the coordinator position
0: mm.
1: because I felt that it was, um, you know, going to be moving my career forward to the thing that I wanted to be, which yeah, was, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it made sense at the time and it was like a calculation that was a risk and I took it. And then, you know, leaving my, my previous position, I luckily did not... take pick I got a bump I love that for me but but I was in a position where I was like I am so unhappy that you know the hours that I'm I'm working from 8 30 to 7 30 or eight at night most nights of you know it was really just you know a a lot and kind of forced me to look back at one place and think like wow I'm not taking care of myself I'm not Mm -hmm. you know what and I'm not even you know I just feel like I'm moving papers around like this isn't instead of moving piles of paper around, I feel like I was just moving technical, you know, technology papers around and whether it's emails or whatever it is. And it made me really reevaluate kind of what, both like, what is my time worth, you know, really? And what is the, the tax on, on that? And I definitely think money is important and we live in, you know, you can't pay your mortgage or your rent or whatever with happiness but but there's a balance there again yeah, so i think element. so much of it is like well I, you know where's the my minimum and then if i can find right. ways to to get past to get beyond that then awesome but am i going to be using this extra time or this other money to to invest in my personal life and joy and, and why not and maybe yeah, like that, that means for some people you do a a job that you don't love as much, but it gives you enough extra time and money to do the things that you're passionate about. And then for some people, it might be the totally other way where it's, Mm -hmm. you do a job that doesn't pay much so you can do the other things that you really love and it works out. And then I think a lot of people are in the middle, but I I think, and and it seems like a lot of people this past year have really taken that time to look back and think and realize like, okay, money's not every Like, obviously it's important. I got to pay my bills, but can I find a way to do that and not... Grind, you know, really grinding myself into the, the ground yeah. and not have any real personal mm-hmm. life or or other interests, and um, it really, I think, like you said, that I think that's just building more on kind of the theme. You know, what we've been talking about so much is like l- taking a step back. It kind of gave you some perspective. You know, I'm sure when you were working throughout the year and you knew you were working extra hours and you see your pay stubs each week and you know it's more than it normally is because you're doing this overtime but then to look at, at your like tax, you know, statement at the end yeah, of the, the year realize we're of got of and realize we've yeah. take a minute and have some perspective and think like, yeah, that's great. But, but what about, it's not the only thing kind of like, you know, getting that that title is great or finding that position that you really like is great, but it's still not the only calculation you have to make. Like, you know, life is, it's not that life isn't black and white. It is black and it's white and it's gray and it's, you yeah. know, it's not, it, it's, not just these binary options. There's so much more to it. And if I think about all the, which I'm trying to think more about, or what are the things that, that make me happy or what are, what does that look like for me or what makes me feel fulfilled or or something like that? I'm trying to, to think about that more and be more intentional, I guess, and in the things I'm doing in my personal and professional life. And, you know, I think that's so much of, um, of what, progressing in your life and career are i I hope that people have more time to sit back and really think about what do they want to do and not just have to operate from a place of what i have to do to get by or what do i need to do and you know there's a lot of privilege to, to be in a position where i'm not in that place anymore and i definitely have been and so it feels good to to have that distance but it's still um there's never a a bad time to try and find a way to to take care of of yourself or invest in yourself and maybe that means going back to school or maybe that means taking up a hobby or going for a walk you know it could look differently for for everybody because everyone's got different things going on with their life but i think i've really been trying to figure out how i can um focus my energy on the the things that matter there's that um, saying that's like, you know, you show me your, show me your budget and I'll show you your values. And I think it's kind of the same thing with times. So it's, you know, show me where you spend your money as a company and I'll show you what you actually care about. And it's also show me where you spend your time and I'll show you what you really care about. Mm, and mm. Am I spending my time doing the things that are really going to help me get to where I want to be? And, if, and where is it that I want to be or how I want to feel when I get there too? Like, you know, sometimes you get someplace and you've worked yourself to the ground to get there and you're too exhausted to enjoy it. So how can I, I'd rather take a little more time maybe to get to those financial goals, but be really happy and, and, um, have a more full life when I get there. So I think trying to think about that more and, um, and like, as you were talking about it, like before, you know, you were in CDI and then in the HIMD, and then you were doing contracting like kind of going from things to thing, and feeling a little like restless is the word that that I think yeah. I've been using to describe with like, my career feelings for I'm so trying long trying to find your place right just trying to cast about and I think <laughs> see what see what fits and um and like you said before like worst that can happen is that it's not a fit you do something else you know or you try something else or you stay put until you figure something else out but you know, I'd rather try and see rather than kind of sit and and just be afraid to to take a, a bet on myself.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and it's been really grow that and grow your community. And like you said, you're creating networks, and people are creating networks off of that network, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. So cool. Um. You know how much time we spent almost 2 hours.
1: <laughs> All right. I okay.
0: <laughs> no, did, did yeah. you realize it's been 2 hours?
1: I didn't. Time flew. No, but it's been great catching up and getting to uh well, I talked for probably an hour and a half. That's but, okay. Um, That's but it's okay. been really nice getting to um yeah, get it, see kind of where how you've progressed and how much um, you've really just grown this this thing from four years ago it's like hearing it was four years ago i i just i was I know. surprised i know i, you I, said I surprised myself yeah and i thought oh yeah that's so cool it's been 100 episodes i'd love to come back but i didn't think about the timeline there and so it i think it's a great it, things like that are a great opportunity to look back and have some perspective that's and, right yeah and yeah it's it's cool to see and to hear how you felt at that time and where you've grown and how you're even like you said your interview style has kind of progressed and changed and it might change again but it feels more true to you now and, and i think that works and it it really does have people really want to talk and give you you know what they're you do get to the the real conversations more i think easily when you're really genuinely just asking questions and i think you, you've really continued to progress in that that style in your you know, grown as an interviewer and as a podcaster and, uh, it's cool.
0: How many, how many years of experience have, would you say you had, you have had?
1: Right. Um, well, my first, I guess it depends. I guess my first, um, position, well, I guess it depends. I I was like a patient experience representative.
0: Just in healthcare in in general.
1: That I'd say it was 2009. So nine. Wow. And that was, I mean, I was still, I think it was like 19 or 20. So I was like in school and working at like this. Um,
0: so uh, you would say like, what, what is that? Nine, 2009. So what, like 12 years, 12, 12 yeah. years of healthcare experience. Yeah. So this year, I, the reason why I asked that, because this year I just realized it's been 20 years for me. <laughs> okay.
1: well, you, you know, know like,
0: like you, when I, when, I, hear when someone
1: I say that at work, oh, I'm having my 20th year anniversary. I'm like, what? How yeah. does that happen? And this is how it happens. You just yeah. keep showing up every day, and then after mm-hmm. a while, you've been doing it for a while. I'm
0: like, wait a second. Yeah. Didn't I just graduate? Like, that's I keep right. on I'm thinking, just... like, like I, I just graduated yeah. like yesterday, and then and now this year, I'm like, wait a second. It's but
1: been I think quite... that's exciting. You know, like, that you're that you can get to 20 years and still feel, you know, you still have, you know, a lot of interest and passion, and you're still open to doing and trying. I different think that's things. what it is. And yeah. I think so much of the time you just people just get so stuck and caught in whatever it is that they've decided they're going to do and that you're willing to expand and look and see what else works i think that's part of what keeps you ex- you know excited yeah. and growing is that you look back and think, how's it already been 20 years? Instead mm-hmm. of it's only been 20 years, <laughs> you, like <laughs> you could have gone the other way. So that's good.
0: Yeah. I think the one that sparked me was uh, that spark. That was Stacy Buck. She said that, Oh, 20 years. I was the, you know, the FHIMA president. And I'm like, what year was that? Right. And she said like, Oh, it's 2000. I'm like, wait a second. And yeah. I had a, I did the math and I'm like, wait a <laughs> second. I'm coming up on, right. I'm going up on 20 years myself. Right. And I'm like, like, am have I been in the industry that long? Like, I like I feel yeah. like I, to me, like, I feel like after 20 years, I'm not finished. Like, I still got, like, right. I, I still haven't learned enough after 20 years. Like, That's I still, exciting, like, to I me, think. it's like, it's like, yeah. I still need to do more. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully by 30 years, like, you know, most people retire after 30 years, by 30 years, I'm like, I still need to do more. Right. I think they're, that's that's how still, you should approach it in your career. Like if yeah. if you feel like you're like uh, somebody, I will um, Jim, Sellum, Jim Zellum said to me. He was one of the podcast episodes. He said, uh, "When you reach perfection, just quit because there's nothing you else to do. It's down. Yeah, there's not, there. you can't go you know to right. the next level after that." And and I'm like, okay, well if I reach 30 years, how am I gonna feel after that? Like right. you know, even after with this podcast, if we reach 200 pa- episodes, like is there Am I going to get bored? Am I going to stop right. after 200 episodes? I mean, I've seen like, you know, podcast, you know, you've seen it. Podcast episodes yeah. go into like the thousands or something like yeah. that, like 500s or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess let's keep it going. Um, people Until like it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a huge audience. I mean, to tell you the truth, it's not a huge audience, but it's it's nice to see, at least for me, feedback. Uh, once in a right. while, I'll get comments from like random people, like, like uh, who I never thought, would like ever listen to it like oh i yeah. listened to your podcast oh i remember because of the awesome. youtube channel i remember this podcast yeah. episode you did and people are now using this podcast episode for assignments that's so cool yeah and i'm like okay i guess yeah. I, i'm doing something you know uh
1: <laughs> I, I think that you are and I, I think it's i mean it's kind of like what you're talking about with the reaching that dollar amount or or whatever it is and and it's like okay well if i reach if your goal is something that's that i guess solid or set in stone like this dollar amount or this time period then once you get there you really you've gotten there and what are you going to do but i think if your goal is like to be happy or grow or learn then you're all there's always going to be more learning to do there's always going to be more growing to do if your goal is to you know be whatever your passion is if that's like contributing to your community or your family or whatever it it is. is then you're you can have other, you know, you can still have other solid goals that you can pass. But then once you've gotten them, it's not such a drop in your, you know, whole everything else because the one thing that you've been working towards you've gotten and now it's done. It's you're still, you're always trying to to grow. And it's, yeah. you know, I've seen, like you said, with podcasts, it's like some people go into thousands and then and then they quit. Or some people keep going forever. And then sometimes people just adjust it and add another host or change it. You know, there's just you just like your career or anything else, like, I think you will continue to, to make it work and fit for you. And, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what your 200th, 300th, 400, you know, who knows?
0: We'll see. We'll see. I have like, I, I don't want to like, even with my YouTube channel, like, you know, I, I thought I could transplant, um, audiences, You know, like Mm. from Facebook to YouTube, from Instagram to YouTube, from now I'm doing TikTok, from TikTok to like Instagram. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm doing those crazy videos. Um, It's like it anytime you start something new, you have to start from the beginning. And with the YouTube channel, it's like, I, I always have to tell myself, like, I look at the numbers, I'm like, eh, it's all right. It's, it's not, it's not podcast stuff, but because the podcast actually performs better than, than the YouTube channel. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like okay. I always have to revert back to what was I thinking back in 2017 when I first started. Right. Did I have high aspirations? No. So like when I when I looked when I do this YouTube channel, I'm like do I have high aspirations? No. Do I need to be cranking out like videos every day? No. Because I mean, if the numbers are not there yet, I mean, there's not a need for it. But at least I am, what people would say. Um, uh increasing my digital footprint. Yeah. You know. Like I mean the it,
1: consistency is there. And the mm-hmm. more you're doing it, when people do find it, you've got all of this, you know, information and backup, yeah. like you said, for people to use in classes or in whatever and and just learning about the industry. And yeah and maybe I'll you know the channel is smaller now. Know. But in four four years, your 200th episode it could be your main focus. You know, you never know how things are going to change. So um and you're even if you're just a little interested, you're contributing to that, and maybe that'll work out, and maybe it won't. And either way, you'll be doing something you're interested in, and and I think that's what it's about: is trying to find something that interests you and makes you want to do, you know, this thing and buy a microphone and and get off the kitchen <laughs> table and,
0: and get off the rice cooker and into the studio. And have my own, have my own office. This yeah. is my own office now. So, so it's like, uh, you know, it's 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 weird. Like, uh, yeah. From kitchen counter to to your own office, could maybe create an own studio. I, I yeah. have no clue. I keep on saying like maybe I'll make a Netflix documentary, maybe on coding and HIM and CDI and and revenue cycle. I watch it. Yeah, I mean, all I need what there there are Netflix documentaries that just have like what four four one hour videos. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how hard is there's that? Short. People make shorts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You no, know, I, I it's would... sold. Uh, there's.
1: Making it work for you. It doesn't have to be. I think that's so much of what I've learned too. It doesn't have to be what other people have told you that your H I M career looks like, or that your podcasting career looks like, or what your documentary that you're going to make looks like. If it's a, you know, it, you can find take pieces of things from other people, learn from that, and make it fit you. I think yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. I think that's
0: what it is. And maybe the yeah. next thing that I've seen, I keep on referencing it is is uh, is what Tim Ferris Tim Ferris did. Mm-hmm. He he turned his podcast into a book, actually two books. Yeah. He took the art. I, took did, the... I
1: knew it was one, but I don't know if he, I knew Oh, he it did two.
0: One. He made two of them oh. now. I think he's on his way to make a third <laughs> from all of his mm-hmm. podcast episodes. Wow. So I'm like, uh, okay,
1: I'll that's just, something?
0: I'll maybe create a yeah, textbook or a, something.
1: You're learning from that. So who knows where you'll go with that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's really cool to see that people are just looking for finding opportunities and, being open to something you know someone he maybe never thought he was going to write a book or didn't have interest in writing a book and just continuing to do the thing that he was doing eventually put him in a place to do you know this other huge thing and and whether it's something he wanted to do or not do it's it he he wouldn't have gotten there if he hadn't been consistent in that other thing i think that's so much of it too is the consistency like not having to do one big heavy lift to get somewhere if you're just consistent after a while you will get there you you know, eating the elephant one bite at a time kind of thing is what I keep trying to tell myself because I get so caught kind of in the big picture. I remember that. I I
0: remember that from the first interview. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah. 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 Did I say, oh wow. You did. You did. I'm like, wait, I think I got it from you. (laughs) Wow.
1: I'm still learning. I'm learning from my past self, you know, (laughs) trying to, I've learned since then. And I'm still learning from that. And it's, you know, your whole life, you can always learn from somebody. So I try to keep, keep an open kind
0: of mind. (laughs) All right. Well, we have reached two hours already. Let's just finish this up. Uh, I don't have any, I'm not going to do any of the follow-up questions. I'm just going to thank you, Charlita, for being on the 100th episode and the, what is it? Inaugural YouTube yes. video on the not also classified podcast, <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, is there any final parting words you want to say before we end for tonight?
1: Um, no, I, well, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for having me back and having me on the first time. I've always enjoyed all of our conversations have always been great. And um, it's awesome to see what you've contributed to this community and, and what community you've grown and network you've grown so I think that's awesome and I really appreciate it and i um, excited to see what your next hundred episodes are and I just hope everyone continues to you know keep working towards that thing and really think about what you want to be doing and what you want your, your life and work life to look like and pursue that and not focus so much on the other things All right. it nice. will follow put in the work <laughs> it'll follow yeah The
0: rest will follow. So, there you have it. That is my interview with Charlita Whitehead. Charlita, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Please come back again. You can check out Charlita on LinkedIn. And the audio version of this podcast, of course, releases on Friday. And if you want to get the video portion, that will be released on Tuesday. Now, the schedule might change. I may change it up and make it earlier, but for now, audio on Friday, and then the video portion on Tuesday. So in the meantime, please make sure you subscribe to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast on YouTube and also on Apple Podcasts. When you join up and subscribe to either one of them, there's a certain algorithm that helps get our podcast noticed. So please make sure you subscribe to Apple and also YouTube. I also wanted to add, if you're interested in being part of the Medical Coding Geek YouTube channel, the mentoring sessions that I do with students, please feel free to reach out to me. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, but you can also send me an email at medcodinggeek at gmail.com. After talking with Norma, it really it really motivated me to want to reach out to more students or really more people who are interested in medical coding in CDI or health information technology just to have a quick mentoring session. If you have any questions about the field or if you have any questions about you know, certain aspects of the field, you can reach out to me and, hey, let's get on a Zoom call and record it. So that way, hey, you get motivated to do things like Norma and she just got a job. So again, reach out to me, email at medcodinggeek at gmail.com or reach out to me on LinkedIn.
1: codinggeek.com Geek.com it's um, it's parachute um, um, bin been...
0: Ninety six playing record the things. What okay, are you doing? Tell me, tell me, tell me a song. Tell me, tell me if your